0: Forever torn. I was twelve, two years past the government mandated deadline, when I succumbed to the curse lettered in my jeans. But I was lucky even then. I lost control of my body, leaving Addie to command our limbs, but I never disappeared completely. It was better than dying. Are you all right, Addie? Mom asked those first few weeks after I was declared gone. She spoke the words like they pinched her lips on the way out, like she didn't want to acknowledge the fact that Addie might not be okay, even then. Addie should have been normal. I'm fine, Addie said, even when I screamed and screamed in her head, even when she was holding me as she smiled for our parents, telling me she was sorry. Begging me to be as okay as she supposedly was. Hallie and Ryan Mullen were the ones who released me from the prison of my own bones. Where would I be if Hallie hadn't convinced Addie to go home with her that afternoon? Still paralyzed, still alone. Not entirely, because I would always have Addie, but alone in every other sense of the word. We'd be home. Addie said once, when I whispered the question to her. The words floated between our linked minds, where no one else could hear us. Mr. Conavant wouldn't have taken us to Nornand. We wouldn't be here. Here in Anshoyt, this shining city by the western sea, smelling the salt, the waves tossed into the air. It had been my turn then to say, I'm sorry. Because Addie was right. If Hallie hadn't, if I hadn't convinced Addie to go to the Mullins house, to take the medication, to take that first step away from normality, we would still be home. We wouldn't be out of danger. As hybrids, we could never truly relax. But we would be a little safer. We'd be going to school and watching movies and laughing at our little brother when he clowned around the kitchen. Don't apologize, Eva. That's not what I meant. I- She'd hesitated, staring at the ceiling of this strange new apartment. Our new hideaway. I never could have done it. But you live like that. Not when I knew there was another way. And we're out of Nornand. We're going to be okay. Not like the other children who'd walked through those hospital halls. Like Jamie Corté who'd lost his other soul to a scalpel. Addie and I had been lucky. Perhaps if we stayed lucky, we would never again have to see Mr. Connivant with his pressed white button-up shirts. We would never again feel Jensen's cold grip on our wrist, never come under the jurisdiction of his review board. We would be allowed to live just as we were, Eva and Addie. Addie, and Eva. Two girls inside of one. One. It was stuffy in the phone booth, even with the door propped partway open. Our desire for privacy couldn't override the sickness that gripped us in the small, enclosed space. Squished cigarette butts littered the ground, their smoky smell lingering in the early morning air. We shouldn't do this, I said. We weren't even supposed to be outside. We'd snuck out of the apartment before Amalia and Kitty woke up, and we had to make it back before then as well. No one knew we were here, not even Ryan or Hallie. Addie pressed the phone receiver against our ear. The dial tone mocked us, the Government will be expecting something like this, I said. Peter said they'd bug our house. They'll trace the call, and we're not far enough away from the apartment. We can't put the others in danger. Our free hand slipped into our pocket and closed around our chip. Ryan had given it to us right before we arrived at Nornand, and it had connected us to him during our time at the clinic. Habit made us rub it between our fingers like a uh, Good luck, charm. Addie's voice.